This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 16. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan. I'm joined today by Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hey, Brett. We are recording this as of today. Now, you'll be listening to it in the future, but today it is March 31st, 2016, which means it is, at least on the calendar year, last day of Q1. Last day of Q1. Last day of Q1. That can be a big deal for a lot of companies. Um, So, random question for you. All right. What was a highlight of your Q1 2016? Wow. A highlight of my Q1 2016. Um, I embarked on kind of a deep reflection of um, what I do, how I do what I do, mm-hmm. and really just uh, my highlight is to to componentize the business and make sure that I'm continually operating at the highest level of effectiveness. So, uh, gone through and just took copious notes on listening to other speaker, authors, consultants, and and really dialing in to sharpen my trade. So, yeah. my highlight has been uh, me growing me and uh, and modeling the behavior that I talk about with other leaders. And and if I'm stagnant, you know, I'm what what I'm going to be irrelevant. And that is probably one of my greatest fears. My greatest accomplishment is. I really have taken time, you know, this this quarter to, to really look at some things and start to truly grow myself in some areas. Yeah. Um, again, my biggest fear is being irrelevant in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I hear you. No, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Especially, man, just shooting from the hip there. We didn't prep for that at all. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thanks well, for keeping me on my toes with these uh, first item questions. That's right. That's right. They're only going to get better <laughs> and more personal. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're going to continue where we left off last episode. So this is uh, part two of a series that we're doing that really walks people through uh, a methodology and an approach that you use with many of your clients, and that is a a true leadership development plan, helping organizations come up with that, its importance. And in the previous episode, we talked about really phase one of that, uh, all of the different assessments and analysis that goes into simply being clear on where you are, where you want to be, right? Yep. Uh, so today, what we're going to focus on is now that that's become clear, okay, we, we're clear on where we are, we're clear on where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, we might have hinted a little bit at what we got to do to close the gap, but we probably haven't really quantified yet, that yet, you know, or qualified it either. Yep. So that's what we're going to start with today. And, and you've got it in our outline here, just talking about the different components of making that happen. So, so walk us through that. Act like right now we are your client. You're walking us through that, uh, uh, kind of this phase two part of your methodology. Well, once we know where we are, right, Any um, welcome to any destination type piece. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. You know, you plug into a GPS two things, where I am right now right, and where I want to go. Yeah. And then the GPS will give you some options on that routing mechanism, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, <laughs> open up your Waze app. Not that we're endorsing Waze, but open up your Waze app 
and type it in, it's gonna it's gonna give you routing options. Yeah. So I need to give you guys routing options. And one of the first pieces that I'll usually ask is how each person or how the collective likes to learn. Mm. Now, um, do they do they like to learn um, in a classroom? Um, I'm a I'm sort of a hands-on practical learner. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hand me a book, I'll get through the book. But if you put me in a class mm-hmm. and and we're able to do what we're doing here and right. just kind of talk this stuff out, I will usually get more out of human interaction interfacing than I will just simply you know reading a book. Mm-hmm. It's just I I like that face-to-face um, learning. Mm-hmm. So we got to look at the components and we got to look at what's practical. And so how much of it is on-site learning, how much of it is classroom, how much of it is distant, how much of it is one-to-one coaching, um, you know, how much of it is mentorship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot that has to be built into the componentization. And I need to know your organization before I can do that. Step one in any, even a medical environment, right? Step one is diagnostic. Mm-hmm. Step two is prescriptive, but some of the best doctors that I've ever been around have asked this. I can write you this prescriptive and I can tell you what your recovery plan is, but I need to know what you're going to work. Hmm. So, you know, after um, I had back surgery last year, so after back surgery, essentially what they were saying is, what type of physical therapy will you do on a consistent basis so that I can... Because if you won't write the plan, or if you won't work the plan, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what plan is that mm-hmm. I write. So there's a couple of major components that I need to look at. Um, number one, does it fit? Does this program? We make sure that the program fits the needs of the organization. Mm-hmm. Now I like making programs scalable. Mm-hmm. In other words, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. Let me see what we can do to maximize your budget while giving you the best return I can for what your budget allows. See, if you have a small budget, the answer is, is, is not do nothing. Mm. The answer is to maximize that amount. And mm-hmm. what does that need to look like? Mm-hmm. And so some of that may be self-directed growth, growth plans as opposed to these um, large-scale organizational leadership development plans. So just because you have a small budget, again, it may be a self-directed leadership growth plan as opposed to a, an organizational um, global institutionalization of, mm-hmm. of this, right? So number one, does it fit the needs? Um, Number two, does it fit your culture? So um, if it fits your culture, you know, where they love to talk things out or, you know, culture can be not only uh, organizational, it can also be generational. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guarantee you, if we gave millennials just books to read or something, we may have a problem with. They may want online learning. They may want instant access to a knowledge repository. You know, I mean, there's just all kinds of how much hands-on interaction goes into the workshops, how much activity, case studies. So all the components, I mean, I, you know, sitting here rattled off a, a, mm-hmm. a number of them, but um, I want to know that the components do a number of things. I want to know it meets the needs. Mm-hmm. I want to know it fits the client. And I want to know that the organization has the overall buy-in into them. Mm, that's a big one. So here's a secret sauce. The vast majority, vast, vast majority of leadership programs fail where you don't have executive level championing. Mm-hmm. 
Most leaders, most executive level C-suite leaders will write the check for leadership programs but won't give the most precious commodity, which is their time. Mm -hmm. The organization knows that it's important when the leader gives it time. You can fund an R&D project, but when the CEO is down there mm-hmm. with it, that, that's, that's a key piece. So executive championing, executive engagement in these leadership programs is a huge component. Then we can work out the, the who's, the how's, the what's, the delivery mechanisms, the how each person, they want this on audio or do they want a book? You know, right. We've been talking about the book, but they prefer that you know you and I do these podcasts instead of sitting down and reading the book. Or right. do they want video vignettes? Or All those are just the components, the guts, the delivery right. mechanisms of the learning. First thing, needs analysis, gap analysis, like we talked last time. Mm-hmm. Now, once we have that particular piece set, we've got the competency model. Now we need to um, start the delivery mechanism and how that looks like. And, mm-hmm. and just, just for, for listeners, one of the ways I like to do that is I love having a kickoff. Um, we'll do a, a, a series of baseline assessments on where everybody ranks. And if you don't have a, a baseline, how will you ever know that this gives an appropriate ROI? Mm-hmm. So we need to measure where the organization is now. Once we've clarified what we want to be, we need to measure against that clarification. Mm-hmm. So that then we do a launch and we get everybody in common language and a common understanding, give them a common model to follow. And then once everybody has that common language, then those, these delivery mechanisms can kick in to help them with their individual growth. And so me personally, I mean, just a general rule of thumb, I love having a, a big kickoff supported by reinforcement, um, which is going to be coaching or uh, uh, drip marketing for, mm-hmm. for your world. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we going to ongoingly support this through reading, articles, coaching, anything? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what, when do we come back face-to-face? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of quarterly face-to-face or semi-annually face-to-face, but certainly not more than annual face-to-face reinforcement of the program. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to something in there that I do think is so crucial, and that is the buy-in, especially at the executive level, because it's um, we've all been part of companies, uh, or we've been around companies, or we've worked with companies who, I mean, I was doing it just the other day to where, uh, you know, I'm working with people at the director level or even the VP level, and they're like, yeah, the C-level, they don't, they don't agree on anything <laughs> they, they aren't aligned yeah you know and you hear it from one person and you think okay maybe there's a chip on your shoulder and then you hear it from three or four other people right you know and it's like okay I like you said the kind of the pattern recognition right you, there's a pattern here and yeah. I think it's alignment so we've got plenty of executives who are listening right now yeah uh, one of the best gifts they can give to their organization is their full support, right? Yeah. I mean... And, and not only full support. Guys, I, I know your world is tough. You are assessed daily. Leaders are assessed daily on their channel performance. But I'm just asking leaders now to step up. And it's about multiple levels of contribution. Mm-hmm. We need individual contributors to contribute individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we need people to contribute organizationally. Mm-hmm. Most of us are focused on contributing externally. We know if we don't satisfy 
our customers, our clients, mm-hmm. that we're in deep weeds. Yeah. But how do we contribute cross silo, cross channel, so that we are organizationally contributing to the overall? Mm-hmm. That becomes that enlarging leader that says, you know what, my channel is a success, will be a success, but I also need to reach across the aisle and be able to create organizational impact, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just channel impact. Yeah. And, and I think you probably touched on this, but I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. So as we look at the different components, you know, I know one of the areas that you kind of call out is collective learning. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean exactly by that? Um, so if I get 30 different division heads in a room and we're learning about leadership together, yeah. a byproduct of that, a product of that is we spend time with each other and form better relationships, which immediately starts to pull down the walls. Mm. So I realize, you know, you're not just, uh, you know, somebody that's an internal competitor competing for budgetary resources. You're an actual person. I get to like you. I get to know you. And and in that, I'm willing to share resources and and, and tear down the silos and being able and willing to to contribute. So that, that collaborative or collective learning comes into we need to learn together. And so I'm a big fan of two things. Cross silo learning mm-hmm. and uh, multi level learning, mm-hmm. and so with the individual contributors, with the supervisor manager, with the uh, leadership team, that vertical learning, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the horizontal, we want right. the horizontal learning, but that vertical learning can can also lead to some amazing conversations and and a depth to the organization that. Uh, uh, well, I was just on the phone today with an organization, and I said, you know what, the best thing that you can do for this this new plan we're about to roll out is to allow the L2s, this leadership level two, to sit on a panel and just have L1 leaders fire questions at L2 leaders hmm. and just pick their brains. Yeah. And just have the time to ask um, those those questions that you you wouldn't otherwise have time. Oh, that's awesome. Become a learning organization, a mentoring organization where every level within the organization has time just to ask those institutional questions about how they got where they are and what are some components of effectiveness that they have and, and why not? Why not why not channel all that energy 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 into best practices within our within our organization? That's a, a great tip. I think there's probably a lot of people listening right now that that, that, that is what you should go do. <laughs> you know, seriously, I, I think that would make a huge difference having that type of panel approach. Um, so we have the the components and I think we've kind of uh, covered most of that area, but once you know, that really leads into how we're going to measure our progress and measure our success. And you right. mentioned, you touched on that a little bit, but on baselines and things like that. But what, how do you really build this out? When you're working with a company, uh, how are you thinking about progress when it comes to leadership development? You know, I mean, one of the first things that I'm, that I'm really kind of dialed in on, if you, if you want to go all in, right, mm-hmm. uh, push the chips to the middle of the table and mm-hmm. just just go all in. Um, you have to align behaviors and competency with performance evaluations. Hmm. I got to know. Hey, Brett, here's what it means to be a leader here. Here's what it means to, to, to act, characteristics and competencies of a leader. Now, these characteristics and competencies are now going to become a part of your pay and performance plan. Mm-hmm. 
If I said that to you, how much would you pay attention to the list I'm about to hand you? I'm, I'm dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> I have your full attention. Yeah. So that's this creating this organizational alignment. And you'll see that in the in the, the essentially the outline that I gave you in, t- in talking about this, that last piece was organizational alignment. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is everybody knows what it means to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Everybody is understanding of what it, how you rate a leader mm-hmm. around this. I'm not a big fan of rating leaders until everyone in the organization is trained to a common understanding. Mm-hmm. Do I think Brett's a good leader? Well, if I haven't trained on what leadership is, mm-hmm. then all I'm left with is, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's one of the worst effective pieces because there, there's, it's not even qualitative. It's qualitative in your mind, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we got to be able to assess it. Yeah. So, um, when we know what it means to be a leader and we set the baseline of what leaders are and then we go through the program, then we can benchmark progress towards that. And when you tie all of that back into promotion opportunities, mm-hmm. pay for performance, and you know all of that comes into this particular piece which says, wow, this organization is crystal clear on what a leader is and what a leader does they know the lines, they know the boundaries, and they, they know the bonus criteria for being a fantastic leader. Yeah. I think the key, too, that, that stands out to me is your question of what this, this is what it means to be a leader here. Here. Absolutely. Here, right? Can't emphasize that enough. Because that's all that matters if you're an organization. It doesn't matter what a leader is there. No. It matters what a leader is here. And, and, and when you change organizations, that's the first thing that you have to learn. Oh, yeah. So, well, we used to do it this way at GE. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure you're not at GE anymore. Right. So, you know, and, and leaders that get, get stuck in that and, and uh, you know, even get stuck in the past. Well, here's the way we always did it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Got to keep it current. Got to keep it current for here. And we've got to learn what success means. And, you know, the biggest piece uh, of learning that success is learning what success means to your immediate boss. Yeah, that's an important one. <laughs> and hopefully if the if the organization is aligned, then they are a good representative of the rest of the organization, right? Which comes back into your statement yeah. of is the executive team aligned yeah. on what we want leaders to do and be, what we want them to know, how we want them to act and behave. Because essentially that executive team is the patriarchs matriarchs of the family. Mm-hmm. Any organization is a business family. Mm-hmm. And so when we get into that, here's what it means to be us. Mm-hmm. These behaviors are acceptable. These behaviors are unacceptable. Here's the skill level I need you to bring. Here's where your performance is going to get judged a little bit harder than. Here's mm-hmm. what it means. We need to serve the customer, serve the client. So you've got to delineate all of that out. Or again, people are going to do their best intention, which may not align to the organizational values that contribute to our overall success. Yeah. And I think that's so important. You know, when I'm working with, with companies I, I focus mostly on marketing and communications but one of my first questions I always ask is how does marketing work best here you know I mean you can apply that to anything right, right. But imagine if you will kind of just shifting it but maybe a founder is still at that company and in their mind they've always been marketing right it doesn't matter who has the title marketing <laughs> they're marketing right. right okay so you can try to fight with the founder over that right or you can say Ah, I see your role in marketing. I see my role in marketing. Right. You know, and that's how it's going to and needs to work here. Right. You know, it doesn't mean you can't drive change. Doesn't mean you shouldn't drive it. But at some point, you have to say, 
why am I driving change? Is it because I'm taking a template from somewhere else and trying to force it here? Right. Or am I actually taking a look at what this organization needs? Yep. And you know, supplying that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it may again, you know, we we try to make it really clear and we make them foundational bedrock principles. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two sides of the organization. There's the uh, results side, the technical acumen side, and there's the people or the cultural side of the business. Now, mm-hmm. culture is kind of a larger umbrella that includes results and relationships, but essentially it is, you know, how good are we at the people side of the business? Here's that track. How good are we at the business side of the business? That's a separate track. Yeah, yeah. So we've looked at this episode and last episode, kind of walk people through uh, uh, your methodologies. You work with companies. But what does that look like in the real world? When, some, when a company brings you in, like practically, like timeline-wise, or yeah. are you there for days or weeks, or is it components? I mean, and I'm sure it's different everywhere, but how does that look when a company wants to bring you on? You know, the first thing, again, is just having the discussion. Hey, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm huge on that particular piece. You know, I've got best practices. I can roll out a canned whatever. Mm-hmm. But but really, why? I, I want to know where you are, where your organization is, and how do I serve you? Mm-hmm. I can give you general leadership development pieces, or we can gain, you know, um, high-level specifics to develop mm-hmm. your particular people. And so the first one is just a conversation to say, where are you? Where do you want to go? Um, And how do I be as budget friendly as possible to make sure that we're developing these leaders Mm -hmm. at every level that you're going to need for that, you know, for that tenure, for the next five years? Right. Yeah. And so I know it's different everywhere, but I'm curious. Let's say a, a company starts off and it's during that assessment stage, whatever average is, yeah. it's average. So to get to that organizational alignment that we talked about kind of at the end of the tunnel, what's a, how long does it take the average organization to, to get there? Wow. Um, well, to not send everybody after the depressants, I would say <laughs> it depends on the size of the organization sure. and, and where they are. Yeah. Um, so you can get anywhere you want. Um, but you can't get anywhere you want in, in, in three moves. Right. Um, so uh, the size of the organization, the, the geography of the organization, mm-hmm. some of those things come into play yeah. um, with, the, with the tenure. How many people are in the organization? How right. deeply are the former? Like this gets into uh, anytime I go into a merger and acquisition scenario mm-hmm. where you know, some company bought another one or merged with another one and we're trying to homogenize the culture, that's a three-year plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we just want to try to get leaders up to a certain competency plan, uh, I, I think we can we can move the needle yeah. in a year. Yeah, and that's what I that's my benchmark is. Yep. This year, I want you to, to to invest it this year, knowing that we're going to move the needle on these three to five things. Mm-hmm. Don't give me twenty things to move the needle on. Right. Three to five things, and we will move the needle on those three to five things in your organization within the next twelve months. Yeah. And I think that's the real point there is, hey, this isn't like, uh, here's a couple sessions, a couple uh, 
and read a couple books. Can I take a pill? In, in two months. Yeah, exactly. There's a pill for that. Sure. <laughs> yep. I wish there was. Um, no, that is great. And I get uh, certainly excited about walking through things like this. And, and you probably are too, as you're listening. And so, uh, you know, as always, we encourage you to visit influenceleadership.com, but especially right now, if, if you've heard something that you know fits your organization, this is, uh, I've been in that situation before where I was with someone and I'm like, that is exactly what my company needs right now. Um, and I was low man on the totem pole, but I, I introduced that concept to the right person, took a few months, but then we ended up doing it and it made a big difference. That might be you right now. Uh, go, to your, go to your superiors, go to your boss. Maybe you are the boss. Do something about this. If you don't have the organizational alignment that you heard Chris talking about today, uh, I can promise you nothing will impact your business, both, I would say, short-term and long-term. Uh, even more than having alignment to that degree. So do something about it. Uh, and we would love for you to work with us on that. Talk to with Chris specifically. Get on his calendar and just have that first discussion and see uh, if, if it's a good partnership, if it makes sense for you right now, uh, because applying this methodology could really have a great and positive impact on your business. Obviously, rate the podcast if you liked it. Uh, you can write it if you didn't like it too, but uh, we certainly love the we certainly love the ones that you do like, and uh, want to encourage that. And it does increase visibility to other people like you who need to hear stuff like this. So we appreciate you doing that. Um, we've got a lot more coming. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, some great episodes coming up. Um, but we're going to finish for today. And Chris, always, I'd like to turn it over to you for kind of the final word. Uh, the the first word, I guess, is just. Uh, um, you know, we kind of talked about the inner workings of developing it, and and some people don't want to see you know uh, in the kitchen. They don't want to be in the kitchen of their mm-hmm. favorite restaurant. They just want the meal to be served, and that's fine. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 wrap up would just be this: Hey, if you have a need, if you have an organizational need, reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, send me a send me an email, Chris at influenceleadership.com, um, and just reach out and say, here's my situation. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Or how can you help? Because if you're not that decision maker, right. but you need to influence the decision maker, then you know maybe there's some things that we can roundtable or put, put in your hands that will help you take it to that person to just start the conversation about developing leaders at every level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, the vast majority of the statistics show the leadership pool is shallow and we're not ready for the next five years. And so um, just start. It doesn't matter where you are, start. Mm. And that is just, I don't know how to make it any easier than just reach out to us and, uh, and, and let's have a conversation. There you go. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. We look forward to hearing you and speaking with you on future episodes. This is the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller.